Hi, Filmatics. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest, Yuri Brown. Yuri is an actress, writer, director, and creator of the new TV series, Cursed Angel. Yuri, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marilyn. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you decided to come on um, Film Addicts uh, podcast. And you're just such an amazing actor. And I'm so lucky to have worked with you and the new uh, thrilling podcast series, Identity Theft, where you play the wife. And it's amazing. So um, I, want, mm-hmm. I wanted to just, you know, welcome you to the show. And I wanted to ask you, what is one of your favorite movies growing up as a kid? Well, um, this isn't a movie growing up as a kid, but I, I just love Betty Davis movies. I really love Betty Davis, believe it or not. Um, I don't really catalog movies in my head like, oh, that's my favorite. But if I really were pressed to absolute favorite, favorite movie is Superfly. Um, the 1972 version of Superfly with Raniel, and that was directed by Gordon Parks. That is one of the most beautiful movies that this country has ever seen, and and I'm in love with it. Oh, Superfly, yeah, that's a really great film. Amazing. It's <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I know. Like, I just even just picture in the film film theaters when we had film theaters to go to with an audience those are such a great movie to see on the big screen yeah and Mm so um also you know i know that you write and direct but i was wondering is there a film that inspired your career that you love i would say um and i'm not sure but maybe because i'm an actress i would say that um it's not really that movies inspired my career, but more like actresses inspired my career. You know, when you think of like Susan Lucci and all of her glamour and her, you know, bitchiness and oh my God, like she just was a really amazing actress. Um, And then um, I really love Alfred Woodard, Alfred Woodard in another favorite movie, Brooklyn. Um, and just Alfred Woodard, wherever she was, um, Cicely Tyson, um, Karen Black, um, there's so many, Betty Davis. I mean, there are just so many women that, that inspired my career, but I don't really, there's so many beautiful movies, but they come and go in my memory. I will love moments. I will love performances, but then there's another one. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I love. Yeah, there's another one. I love *Raging Bull* with Kathy Moriarty. I love to watch women act. I mean, I find their female performances extremely inspiring. Obviously, as an actress, and and you know, and they're everywhere, and the the performances are. Good performances just float around, you know, and you'll see them everywhere. So I don't really go, ah, that's got to be my favorite movie. But Superfly is one of my favorite movies. It is amazing. Yeah. And did you and also, like, since you direct and write, if, if you um, could have written a role for you as an actor, what would have been your favorite character and role in a movie? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, 
I guess, I mean, I love the role that I wrote for myself in Cursed Angel. Um, and, and I love uh, the female lead in um, Superfly. Um, I'm actually friends with the woman, but right now I can't remember her name. She's just a legendary black actress. She's amazing. But um, I think I would have loved to have played some of Cicely Tyson's roles. But I guess, I mean, because I think of like these female performances and they've all moved me. Um, okay, I've come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so, so many, so it's hard. So I put you on the spot. <laughs> I would have loved to play the Vivica Fox role in Kill Bill. Oh, oh my God. When her and Uma Thurman were fighting and Vivica was so beautiful in that yellow um, jumpsuit and she was like the, the, the loving mom and she had to kill Uma and they fought to the death. Oh my God. I loved, I loved that moment. And I love that movie. I loved their fight. I would love to do that. So, Quentin, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? I think he's the number one director, the favorite director on our podcast so far. Everyone loves Quentin Carantino, and yeah. he's Italian. So I'm always, yes, to Italian directors and, you know, more, you know, because, like, uh, I think, like, it's it's been uh, kind of dwindling down in these past years. I'm like, where's all the Italian films? Where's Italian actors? Because <laughs> I was born in Italy, so I'm like, yes. So when everyone says Quentin Tarantino, I'm like, yes, there's someone representing the Italian. So, yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. Yuri, so you also direct. So is there a favorite director or favorite film shot that you just love from a movie? Because I know when I'm directing, like, I'm like, oh, I want to do that Stanley, I call it the Stanley Kubrick shot, where they, um, you know, pushed in on the actors sitting there. And, uh, mm -hmm. and when, uh, you know, <laughs> I get so excited, go, oh, I'm doing my Stanley Kubrick shot. <laughs> so, yeah. and then my, no, no, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really think in terms of um, creators that way for myself personally. I just, I just. I'm more, I'm just, I just kind of go with a more organic, I just create my vision. And then, you know, since so far I've written everything that I've shot, actually I'm a new director. So, um, I've written my cursed angel story, different variations of it. Once a webisode or two webisode and now a pilot episode for TV that I hope gets picked up. Um, now, for that, I just, um, I had my own vision, and, and I picked, um, I will pick a, a, a director of photography whose work I really like, and then we get together, and, and then I trust them with my writing. But since I'm writing it, you know, when you write something, you're envisioning it, and that gives birth to what I'd like to see on camera. It was so much fun to actually see your dream come true. And then, um, but I will say that recently I was watching The Crown and there's this beautiful shot and I'm just going to have to like reach out to the cinematographer, but there was this beautiful shot where there's a jeweler and he's talking to um, the royal princess, um, uh, Philip's mother. And she wants him to evaluate a gym. And he's 
looking at the gym through his spectacles and the cinematographer got that one shot. And I think it was so beautiful. It was just gorgeous. He was really talented. But anyone that watched The Crown this year probably saw it. It was just, he's really talented. But no, again, though, I will say um, I love the, the bathtub scene in Superfly. It's one of my favorite scenes. They're taking a bath together. It's Gordon Parks is just beautiful. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think like when you go to movies, like we remember those those scenes where it's shot dramatically and beautifully, or it's like your funny favorite scene. And I think that's what makes um, films special, like the actors that say a line in a movie that we fall in love with, or you know that romantic scene or that action scene, and it just sticks mm-hmm. with you and it 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 moves you and makes you happy. And especially right now, you know we do need comedy. We need we need um film, and I know everyone's binge watching. So, um, you know, uh, and so speaking on that, so, um, you know, you told us some of the roles you've done, but um, did you have a favorite, any favorite lines from a movie that you, that, that um, stick with you that you love? Um, yeah. In fact, um, there's one movie that I really love. Uh, I keep saying it. Wait, I shouldn't. I keep saying Superfly because that's <laughs> the one movie that I really love. Um, because again, I, I, but that movie really stuck with me. It had a lot of elements that are very important to me. It was just beautifully shot. It had extremely strong actors. And at the same time, it had, you know, a, 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 a sensibility and insight into African-American life and, and some urbanness to it. It was beautiful. And at the very end, the character, um, the lead character, Young Blood Priest, he goes, uh, "You don't own me, pig, and no motherfucker tells me when I can split." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love Holy that. God. It was great. Yeah, there, um, there's another movie that's one of my favorites in the '80s, where the uh, the actor was a superhero, and uh, and he it went he's he could only fly so far off the ground. And I just remember, I love that film and I, I can't think of the name right now, but it's reminding me of that one. And it's just so charming and endearing and, and just, I love comedy and screwball comedy. That's my forte. And, um, you know, but when, when you, when you like a real movie and it resonates you, it's kind of like your little buddy sort of like, I really like that film. I like the character. And I think a lot of people when we're, we're younger, we're like, we, we, you, your dad or mom walks in the room and you're like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm just play acting and I'm just doing the scene from <laughs> So it brings lots of good memories. And so speaking of um, mm-hmm. Yuri, so, you know, uh, you're in Los Angeles. But the thing that's in our country, and that's the thing, I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like we have, we just have no shortage of amazing films and moments. So, a long time ago when, you know, we had less product and less stories coming out of our country. But now, you know, it's just impossible to pick a favorite. But for me, for me, there are just too many good ones. But um, I do also love Clint Eastwood a lot. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and make my day. Yeah, he's just amazing. And amazing. He became a fabulous director. Oh, my gosh. Just excellent director. He's and- a gorgeous man. And a talented actor and a very, 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 very talented 
filmmaker and I, I wish that I could be in one of his movies. I would most want to work with Clint Eastwood, actually, believe it or not. Yes, or like, Clint Eastwood, are you listening to the podcast? Yuri Brown, right here. Yeah, she, yes. And, and, yes. and Yuri, I, I have firsthand knowledge of Yuri's amazing talent, Um, you know, working on the Thank podcast. You. And I was actually your manager last year. And but you're just talent is brilliant. And um, I, I can't wait for you to tell share people with what have you been working on because you're just doing amazing. Have you things. ever seen anything from Cursed or Cursed Angel? Yes, I have seen your pilot. It's really great. And, um, you know, we'll talk about Thank that. You. But I, I want everyone to know how you started, like where you're in Los Angeles right now. Um, So you can tell them how you started. Were you here in L.A. or New York? And just let them know how you started your career path. Sure. Um, it's very interesting. I was first. Okay. So my mom is in TV and she does uh, television producing. So I worked, so I've always, always wanted to do acting and also hosting. So I grew up wanting to do both. And I also fell into wanting to do music journalism. So I decided to go to New York and I worked for a record company um, that was very popular and I really loved it, but I hated the bombings. So they you offered hated the me, what? We had a little interference because we were recording live. You hated the what? The behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Okay. I so don't I just really like make, behind Yeah. I don't like that much. I just wanted and the audience so, to... Um, um, to hear what you said that when you were in New York, you loved music, your work, and but you didn't really like the behind the scenes I of the music business. The industry, but yeah, I was working in the music industry in a supporting role. I was offered like a department head position, and I decided hmm, I don't want to stick with this. And there were some interesting reasons why. Well, basically, is because I used to work with this company called Uptown Records, and I met um, this this company worked with Puffy. It worked with. Um, uh, Biggie, uh, Tupac came there often, Usher came there often, and um, I had a lot of interesting experiences while there, but I had one definitively scary experience while there, and I thought to myself, I don't really want to, um, I don't like this business like I thought I would, <laughs> so and plus I don't like behind the scenes, not that much. So I decided to move to TV and basically what happened was I picked my TV shows that I would work at and what I couldn't figure out how to meet these people. So what I did was I went to, I wanted to work for the Montel Williams show. So I went to their, um, their studio, uh, like it was on, it was on Broadway. <laughs> so I just go to Broadway. Nice. I met a little girl, I met a girl outside with a clipboard and she was, uh, she was working for the Montel Williams show. And so I go, I would like to work here. She goes, okay, give me your resume, send it to me and I'll get your job. <laughs> so I did. And she did. <laughs> wow. What a connection. That's beautiful. I like that. You're like, I'm going to work here. And you know, I wish more people would be open like that these days. My, my mom doesn't here i would do it here but it's so hard to do it here yeah if so you then, said that they would say take a hike here's here's the um the bodyguard and he's escorting you out which is sad <laughs> but you know it's like a country club you can't get in you got to knock 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 like uh <laughs> you know. although although i must say that on two i very rarely drop my headshot and resume off on the two occasions that i have done that maybe two or three Actually, on all of them, I got I got a call back, and two of them I got the job. So 
two times I dropped off a headshot and resume and two times I got the job. So that was one was for the movie Deliver from Eva. And the other one was for um, a TV show that was on Lifetime. So it does work. But anyway, um, while I was on uh, Montel Williams show, Montel's manager would stop by and she said to me, you should be hosting. I will get you. Her name was Stella Zade. She was so important to me. And we worked together. So after being on Montel, I went back to Philly. I hosted a hip hop show because I loved hip hop music, which is why I worked at Uptown Records. Um, but you know what? Hip hop could be, it felt a little bit dangerous to me. I had some very interesting experiences there. Um, and um, so Stella Zade went to Philly, hosted a hip hop show that was called Crush. And then I, um, and then, and then I went to LA. So I actually created a show and I worked with some of the, the Jacksons and they were going to help me pitch the show. And then everybody said, no one likes the Jacksons. So I said, okay, I'm what? abandoning. Them. Even though I, I got money to shoot it, it was going to be called um, late night with Yuri. <laughs> so I had the dream of being in late night. So, um, Alan, do you hear this? If anyone's producing the show, Late Night with Yuri, I love that. You were going to do a show with the Jacksons. And what do you mean no one likes the Jacksons? Everyone likes the Jacksons. Are you crazy? What? What? It's, it's interesting. Well, this was, this was Jackson Family Vacations. And when, and actually, even though they set up meetings for me, um, I, when I went and had these meetings, I said, no one's going to take you seriously. And this is true. They, the Jackson family hasn't done anything. But this was... This was through friends, so and and then the Jacksons, and I got to meet some of the Jackson family, and um, it just was not. There was pre-reality show, I it, it, right? Yeah, it was it pre-reality show. Wrong timing, but you know what? They said the Queen's Gambit. Everyone passed on that script so many times. And look at it, the biggest hit. So usually, they, you know, no one knows uh, too much. You know what I mean? I, I did that biggest hit. He's a really wonderful guy. Anyway, um, so moving on, I'll just tell you, I'm almost done my story. So when I met with Stella Zade, she would introduce me to different people all over the country. And one of these women, um, she introduced me to a manager here in L.A. And this manager taught acting classes. And she said, and I said, no, 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 I'm going to be doing hosting. That's it. And she goes, no, you're not, because that's not a real thing. <laughs> and you have to try acting. So she taught me acting and I was pretty good at it and loved it. And then, um, and then she taught me and then she got me a job. It wasn't that easy, but I did book a job just a couple months in playing Snoop Dogg's wife. Um, what was my name? Peaches, Peaches. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been acting, and I loved every minute minute of it. Like every freaking, that was like a dream come true. I just was so happy, and I'm a much better actor than I am a host. Yeah, and I kind of just think you were just meant to do acting, Yuri, because like you know, um, <laughs> you just you just fall into um, these roles. And can you? I know like during COVID and pre-COVID, you booked um, some work with some amazing talent. Can you let us know some of the stuff that you've been working on, your films that you booked? Yeah, I um, 
I've been auditioning for so many great characters and I mean, so many good opportunities. And I got this one role playing a detective and um, it's in this movie called Silent Night. And it's really cool. Isabella Rossellini is in it. Um, who else is in it? Sherilyn Finn is in it. And this woman named Terry Moore, whom I didn't know, she's an Oscar-nominated woman. She's 93. Wow. 93. 93-year-old's acting great for her. Uh, congr- oh, wow. Not acting, but she's amazing. She, she... She is so talented. I mean, she's 93 playing 75, honestly. (laughs) She's 93 playing 80. She's so good that, I mean, you just feel so much of her work. I don't know. It's so inspiring to work with her. And so this movie is about Rudolph Valentino. It's a tribute movie. And um, I haven't seen it yet, but it's going to come out this year. And it was so great to play the detective. Um, the guy's name is Vlad Kudlov. He's the director. And uh, it was so nice working with him. I really felt like I was like just doing a scene from my bedroom. It was really fun. Really. He's, there's something about him. He's Russian. I don't know. There's something about his work where everyone should work with him once. He's really, really a good director. Oh, that's amazing. And you did that just before COVID hit, right? You finished a shooting. No, we did that like when COVID was dying down. And once they issued all of the precautionary measures and told us that we could work again. So not long ago. And then right before they shut us down again, I was doing a short film with Dwayne Johnson Cochran. But um, I don't know much about it. It's just a well, I know what it's about, but I don't. It doesn't have a title yet. But we shot some of it, and that was so much fun too. And um, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then and then you then you got cast in the podcast Darling Stories Identity Theft, playing the wife of the lead. And oh yeah, yeah, I have a role in your podcast, which was so nice. Thank you, Marilyn. Yeah, it was I, such great cast, and I really love Brian. He's a very very, very talented writer. And I've never done any like talkies before because those are talkies, right? Yeah, are they like, called talkies? Yeah, like it's um, uh, serial dramas or like old fashioned radio shows. Like, because um, we're doing uh, serial drama yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, during but my co- biggest project mm-hmm. that I'd like to talk about, even though I do love our podcast and I think it's beautiful and I can't wait to do the rest of the episodes. Um, and you know that's going to be a pathway. Maybe some, maybe you guys are going to move that to TV. Um, I hope you do because it's really a great story set in New Orleans. Um, but I'm also in love. Have to talk about Cursed Angel. Oh yes, can you please tell us about your TV series, Cursed Angel? Can you tell us what it's about? Like, what is what is the story about? Are you a detective or wife or? Well, the story is about a fallen angel who kills bad guys to get back to heaven. However, um, I really am a fan of mixing fantasy with reality. And so the story comes off in a very realistic manner. Here we have, you know, 
a, just an everyday black single mom whom I play. Um, but she's carrying the burden of, of um, a spiritual predicament because she's a fallen angel who crossed God and, and, and is trying to redeem herself and her family by killing bad guys to get back into heaven. So um, I play like an undercover cop for a bounty hunting agency. So I just, it was just a really fun project to shoot. And it has some really notable, um, talented actors like Richard T. Jones and Sean Blakemore. It's really good. Okay, so you have you have Richard T. Jones in there and, uh, mm -hmm. and did you say James Blakemore? Sean Blakemore. Sean Blakemore, that's Sean Blakemore. You're, this John West, Louis uh, Gikar. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You really put a great um, acting ensemble team on that with amazing actors from like huge TV shows, Yuri. I mean, yeah, me, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I love this one so much. You're a cursed angel that I know it's going to get a TV deal for you. I know someone's listening to this podcast and they're going to call you up and hire you as an actor. And then Does, somebody's going to some TV mm -hmm. executive, network executive is going to really love this uh, because it's kind of like dark and edgy, but like mm -hmm. you said, spiritual with fantasy. And mm -hmm. um, and then like it's something that that a lot of people will enjoy watching your mother. And because most of us try to do good, but we do have a dark side and that no one's perfect. And you know what I mean? And then if you did do something bad, yes. I think people would choose to try to, to, to correct it. But, you know, even correcting right. it has some dilemmas too. You got to kill bad. You got to, you got to do something bad to correct it, which is kind of like you said, right. has a lot of layers in there, which is spectacular. And I had the um, privy that you showed me the pilot. So um, I know, I, yeah. I know I, 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 I got to see it. So I know if someone sees yeah. it, you know, hopefully they call me as a, cause I'm a manager, literary manager and producer. They either ask me or, or go to you directly is, is my hope and dream for you for, you know, 20, 21 or 2022 when we get back to being able to film yeah. again and uh so you've been really busy during covid and over the holidays you've been working and um just really spectacular because it's nice to keep busy so you don't get rusty and it yeah. keeps you on your game like look quinlan eastwood like you said like one of your favorite director producers which you know he's just so talented and and then some actors, like you said, like, I think you were born to be an actor. You're, 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 you look yeah. so great on camera. You're so easy to work with. Your talent is just amazing. Um, I, I gave you some direction on the podcast, which you probably didn't need, but you know, it just, you just take direction well, and you're so talented with your, um, your writing and directing, and you have a, a big, long career ahead of you. And um, I just hope that we... Yeah can it can shoot again and so that people can go to the movie theaters and connect with people so um no, we'll be able to and i think one thing that you and i and everybody in our business has to to look forward to is that we are going to be a booming business and i think one of the things that's so amazing for us and yet we haven't um had the opportunity to really really take advantage is that everyone's doing these streamies everyone's streaming now and so um i just think there's going to be more content and um and they're just the studios they only make money off of what they create and when they don't have the ability to create they don't have the ability to make money and they are going to have to work fast and furious 
to stock their pipelines with content. And that is where you and I, so I think it's going to be really fun. And um, yeah, I think that in the spring of 2021, we are going to be so busy. And I also am really excited because, you know, we're storytellers and we have so many important stories to tell. We've got to tell this story of COVID correctly. We have got to tell our political stories correctly. And um, we have we have a lot of emotion um, and, and ideas that are just, you know, can't wait to get out. And, and they're going to get out in the spring. I love that. I love it. So you're so where can the audience um, keep in touch with you? Do you have Instagram or a web, website so that they can um, keep up to date to see what you're working on? Well, I do have my website. It's yuribrown.com. And then Cursed Angel has its own website. Um, it's cursedangel.org. And then, um, and then I have Honestly, I'm more of a Facebook person. So if you make Facebook friends with me, I don't have my 5,000 yet because I don't really, I don't really accept a lot of new friendships, but I will. I will this year. <laughs> it's all about love for me this year. Okay, great. So you can reach Yuri out. So I know what she's doing at Yuri, Yuri Brown. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Yuri. Thank you, Marilyn. I just want to say that I think you're an amazing, Well, I think she was saying I'm an amazing person, so I appreciate that. And um, we are recording live, so sometimes the internet goes in and out. On iTunes called Thrilling Stories, and there you can find identity theft, and it's a really great story. Um, and we have a really great cast, and with Adam Lazar White and Gina Heck and um, Brian Herskowitz and myself. And um, directed by Marilyn.